0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by your host, AJ, and AJ. your host, Emily. Emily is a new addition to the Voice Spark family. And uh, Emily, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick just to give us a quick introduction on uh, who you are and why you joined the team.
1: Sure. Um, I am actually a professional violinist uh, transitioning to conversation design, so I'm still pretty new to the space, but I've been trying to be active and get involved with the voice community and just learn as much as I can. So it's been a lot of fun, and I love how friendly and welcoming everyone in the community has been so far, and I'm really happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Awesome. i awesome.
2: well, glad to have you. Thanks about I have that. obviously questions about the violin playing, because that's one of the things <laughs> I was like asking her at the beginning. I was like, so... Uh, you do know what that feels like, you know, when the stage performance, you know, the curtain goes up and, you know, you get into, you get into mode. That's kind of what it's like to host a show. So she's like, yep, I got that. I know how that is. So just (laughs) go off there. All right, cool. Glad to have you, Emily. Yeah. And I'm really
0: excited that we had an opportunity to snag you up before anybody else could, because uh, with your uh, presence on Clubhouse and all that other stuff, I almost thought for sure that somebody would have invited you to become uh, you know to join them or join their team so i am super happy about that and we should have another announcement by the end of this week as well too so fingers crossed more talent coming in super excited now ben we, we didn't we didn't make a trade you know ben's not a free agent or anything like that so nobody out there get too excited <laughs> ben just couldn't make it tonight uh he had a, an issue he had to attend to, and Emily uh, volunteered to uh, step in. And with that being said, we can go ahead and get on with the news. Uh, AJ, what do you got cooking up there in Royal Eye? Yeah, I, Idaho? My,
2: my, I'm excited because I it was nice to take a screenshot and see the um, Alexa skill for Xbox. And it answered some questions for me um, about... Well, actually, somebody told me that um, if you really want to get one of the things that got a lot of views was a guy that was playing a prank on his younger brother where he was talking to Alexa and then Alexa was telling him to stop playing the video, playing Xbox and go like do his homework or something like that. And then now I realize you could do more pranks like that where you actually look as you can tell Alexa, tell Xbox to turn off. So I think that you're going to get a lot of mixed reviews of children of kids are going to not like that idea that their parents could just sh- straight up shut off their Xbox. So I think that's very interesting. So we have to see um, how make, they handle that. Make sure instant on is enabled to turn your
0: console off. Dude, that's awesome. And, and, yeah. But you know what's even yeah. more interesting about this? Look at the reviews. 29,500 yeah. reviews and 4.5. Like to me, that says a lot because you have this large volume of people that are all in agreement that this is a kick-ass skill. So yeah. um, you know, I'm not an X, I'm not an Xbox fan. I mean, I've got young kids, you know, we're attached to Nintendo, but um, I'm gonna tell you what, some of these uh some of these things that you could do are pretty cool.
2: Yeah, look at that right there. Alexa launched Forza Horizon 4 on Xbox that actually saves precious finger and metabolism energy that, from having to get up off the couch. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's very interesting. It just makes life easier. And it looks like the key things there are listed. And, you know, it doesn't; it's not going crazy. Everything on there seems to make perfect sense about how it's used, why you would use it, and it's like a no-brainer. So I think this is really cool. I can't wait to start playing with it.
0: I love how they uh, they went ahead and tagged their Reddit forum in the description, like "Hey, for troubleshooting, come on over here."
2: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a <laughs> yeah. great, great point. That's I'm sure people cool. will. And I wonder if they were they uh, hooked up some sort of a, a way to. Uh, API ways to activate a positive review in their uh, in in the Xbox console. So if it's like, you know, they had an automatic pop-up that says, oh, please rate it, and it automatically pre-populates with five stars. And then it says... That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, that would be
0: cool. Yeah. See, that's something that I wish they... There has to be... I I get the idea of doing it with voice. Like, you know, like sometimes if you use a skill, it'll be like, hey, do you want to rate this skill? And I know that's all sort of like automated, but it would be nice to have like a rating system API where you can have a little bit more control over that and maybe pump that out. Uh, Well, maybe if even if they let Amazon take the reins on it, but something that you can include in addition to the skill. That way you're constantly... Letting people know, hey, if you don't rate this, it's not gonna it's not gonna raise in the standings. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, good, good, bad, or indifferent r- reviews. I don't think reviews are are a negative thing. I think they're actually a positive thing. And I would encourage um, people to review skills all the time, just because of the fact that if it's negative feedback, that negative feedback is for you. If it, if something's broken, something's wrong, it's for you. The good feedback is for the other customers. And it's just either way, it's going to work out for you. So
2: Emily, do you leave a lot of feedback on, on software?
1: I actually don't. I I (laughs) should leave more reviews.
2: Do you, uh, do you rate movies? Rate Um, the movies when you see them? If they're bad?
1: No, I, I don't. I hate leaving bad reviews. (laughs) I always feel bad when I do it. Because then you have to
2: be, you have to be, (laughs) yeah. um, So uh, I like to, I like to be positive, as positive as possible. And I always do it as an exercise (laughs) that even when something's a negative experience, I try to flex the brain muscle, try to come up with things I do like about it, and then actually do that instead of saying the bad thing. And it's just practice. It's just practice for trying to maintain that positivity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If there's something I really, really enjoy, I will leave a good review, but I tend to not do the negative ones.
2: (laughs) You don't go. Yeah. But what about it? Is it Amazon? What's the, where, where do you review things the most? Like, uh,
1: Apple probably Music, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah.
2: They, they make it pretty easy.
0: Uh, one of the things that I wish that they would do is allow people to, uh, uh, like post, like whenever, whenever, like say this Xbox skill, right. I wish they allowed Xbox to actually add images to the actual uh, page here. Because you know how whenever you get a product and it's like the products for sale, there's, there's images that you could scroll through. I think that would help out too. If people could see what they're getting into first, you know, I don't know.
2: Just my two cents. They Even though pictures of people using the Xbox and then have to caption it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, the uh, Alexis skill and then have to caption it. I was thinking of screen like, oh, device
0: Yeah. Oh, Hey, you had to be there. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so Emily, you, Mm -hmm. uh, professional violinist went to college for it. Um, you told us that you've been playing since you were five years old. What was Mm -hmm. your, what was your drive for that? Like that, that did you just pick it up one day and you're like, yep, this is it.
1: Uh, my parents were very into brain development and yeah, just, uh, getting me exposed to a lot of the arts. Mm -hmm. So they took me to concerts and, um, I just I saw someone play and I was like I want to do that. So right. they started giving me lessons and
2: <laughs> Wow, who's your uh, yeah. uh, favorite classical composer? Um if you Oof. have one.
1: That's really different
2: what you listen to versus playing because I know sometimes listening to and playing are not the same thing.
1: Yeah, I love Brahms. Um oh, classic. <laughs> um every time I listen to him it's I discover something new. Um but I also love uh, film composers, and uh, such as like, Corn Gold and Shostakovich. Um, I was actually a film studies minor in undergrad, so that that's Ooh. another one of my interests. <laughs> that's
2: very cool. That's very cool. The whole idea of how music sets emotional tone and can set levels of arousal. And I once uh, met uh, Dan Gregory, who was like did the previsualization graphics for like Avatar and. Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones. And he said, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that none of the biggest directors in the world can make decisions unless there's score music in there. And um, it was very cool. So I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Cause th- there's a lot of parallels oh, yeah. with voice.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> for sure.
2: For so, sure. That so what out. made you, what made you make the
0: jump? You're sitting there. You're like conversational design. What, what was your aha moment?
1: You know, uh, well, during the pandemic, I, I lost all of my work. So I was kind of thinking of how I could recreate my career path. And um, right. I came across UX design. And then I took a voice design course through the UX bootcamp that I took. So I, I started getting into it through that. Mm. And I just realized how many parallels there were between music and and voice design. So that, that was kind of what drew me into it. And also being a part of the community too, and getting to talk to everyone. And
2: yeah. yeah. So you get to meet people and then you're like, okay, I see this happening. I see this working.
1: Right. And I love that. Um, it's still very new. So there's still a lot of room to like push the boundaries of where it can go. Nice. That's really cool to me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that is true. That's awesome. And, um, so one of the one th- one of the things that I wanted to talk about in our new segment was, I got the actual Sparkies, uh, so they were sent to my house and uh, I have them, and I have everybody's address. So, the twenty twenty Sparkies will be going out, and uh, I would show you them, but I'm just going to leave you in suspense. But so clear, uh, they are clear. Minutes. They are (laughs) transparent. So Budgie is getting one. That's going to be sent out to Clint. Uh, Wonder Word is getting one. That's going to be sent out to Mark in Washington. And Mm -hmm. Steve is getting one as well, and that's going to be sent out to him. These are all going to be sent out tomorrow, and they have explicit instructions to please post like share video and retweet and all that good jazz and and these are
2: all great great individuals emily so you get a chance to meet them or talk to them steve in particular he's a big audio buff so he's got the mixing consoles he's got the gear we definitely have some fun Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) and uh so that's that's pretty much about it
0: as far as news goes uh are you guys ready to bring in our guest Yes Yes All right Let's bring in Pete Haas The developer of Definitely uh, quality over quantity Just like I told him before The Shell Game, Guitar Teacher And uh, Spice Rack Hey Steve, how's it going? Welcome to Voice Spark Live And thank you for joining us tonight
3: Hey, nice to be here Thanks guys Nice to see you Awesome Nice to so, see you as well
0: <laughs> so, so Pete, I wanted to start off by just asking you, whenever you got that $2,500 for Shell Game, did they give that to you on an Amazon gift card or
3: $1 bills? How was that? Okay. That's actually a funny story. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to ask for that. Um, I, I, yeah. So if you don't know, I, there was this uh, hackathon, and I, I, along with somebody else, won a $2,500 prize. Um, but it wasn't a cash gift. It was, um, yeah, exactly that. Um, it was $2,500 in merchandise from Amazon. So they sent oh. me an 82-inch TV. Wow. Like a, it's like a $2,000 <laughs> TV, a sound bar, and uh, I don't know if you can see it in the background. I have an uh, uh, Echo Show, the 10, with, with the moving screen. Yep. Yeah. Um, so really cool. But the thing is, um, I didn't have a choice. It was like, you either get the 82-inch or the 85-inch TV. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's a huge TV, right, guys? I mean- <laughs> I can't even fit that. I don't have a wall that's big enough. So I had to sell it over the internet. It's like brand new TV. I don't know. It was just an awkward thing. It was like, you know, people are like, is this hot? You know, what, what, where did you get this thing? I'm like, no, it's legit. And I even sent this guy because I sent it, I sold it through Facebook uh, marketplace. I sent him a link to uh, the one you just just showed. I said, it's legit. You know, I just, I can't Uh use it. So Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the price. So, you know, what's interesting,
0: you know, what's interesting about that. Whenever you talk about flat screen TVs, I had one, we, we upgraded our television. So I started doing all this research and you would be amazed at the weight jump. Whenever you go from like 65 to 70, 75, 80, the weight jump, like there's a huge jump in weight. You go from like 40, 40, 50 pounds up to like 60 pounds, 70 pounds. Like it's, it's enormous just by going those, that five extra inches yeah i would not trust i wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust
3: putting that like on a wall myself i'm not that handy i'm not right yeah do. me yeah. either did you have to handle the tv or did you get to reroute
2: it or have um, it stored somewhere no they, they to drop shipped
3: it? it to guys with this big huge box you know yeah and even when the guy that bought it wanted to, wanted, he's like oh, can i plug it in i'm like sure it took both of us <laughs> to lift it up out of the box. You had to lift it, you know, oh, all the gosh. way out of the cardboard. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's the story with the with the. Wow. Yeah, I
2: had to mount my <laughs> TV by myself because I couldn't wait till the next morning. So I ended up m- m- doing d- using all my like MacGyver qualities to like make levers and think because yep. that TV, if you twist it like that, it's gonna crack. Right. I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited.
0: <laughs> but I fine. I moved into this house, and my dad and my mom came out. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to take off in about an hour. And they live about six hours away. And I told my dad, I said, you're not leaving this house till you get that wall mount up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, okay, I got you, man. I got you. So he yeah. went and grabbed the level and grabbed his uh, stud finder. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah. now yeah. I know what's up.
2: Yeah, but isn't yeah. uh, if they give you a prize like that, isn't it, uh, isn't it different in tax? Would
3: it have been worse if it would have been cash? Oh, I'm sure they would have sent me some kind of uh, tax form. yeah, I'm sure oh, okay. I, I don't so know what the reasoning is if it's taxes or, or what the whole deal is, but yeah, it was mm. it was kind of awkward, right? you know,
0: you know how that is tax. did you expect to
3: win through.
2: when you when you were designing it did you get did you get that feeling of like I can win this?
3: No, I a lot of times I'll enter contests just to try a new technology and just you know it's an incentive. If I win, that's great, but that's not necessarily mm. the main reason.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to uh, just draw everybody's attention to this real quick while we're, while we're hitting this up. And uh, the game's called Shell Game, and it's exactly what it is. And I think what Pete did was he hit on a lot of points that people should be focusing on. Something simple, something basic, and something that she can't do. And the UI in this is is unbelievable. Uh, the visuals are really good. Um I think it's I think it's great. Like no wonder this was a a contest winning skill because of the fact that of of everything that you put into it. And one of the things I wanted to touch on was whenever you you reinvented the uh, the exit screen, like people really need to check this out. Whenever you say like close or stop, mm-hmm. it brings up your other skills and it allows them to click out and go in and check out your other skills. And I thought that was
3: amazing. I was like. I was like, this dude's got it. Like he under, like he gets it. Thank you. Nobody's ever brought that up before. But yes, um, yeah. it's an opportunity, right? I mean, especially if you have a screen, why not take advantage of it? So yeah, mm-hmm. like Nick's saying, um, if you say uh, a stop intent, you're allowed to present a visual. So it's an opportunity. Thanks for coming. Check out our other skills. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and like you said, it's, it's a really simple skill. I mean, it's basically the inputs are numbers or yes, no, it's, there's nothing to it. It's, it's, uh, the challenge was the APL, right? The animation. So you can imagine the shells going back that kind of was like, how do I do that? But um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have have a partner? Oh, go ahead. ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, Do you have a specific process for like optimizing discoverability for your skills and making sure like people are able to find them?
3: Um, I don't, I mean, there's no real, like, um, I guess, formula. I just try to find something that I'm interested in, a, u- a good use case. Ideally, um, in, in that one case, that was the first game I ever wrote. But um, I'm always trying to figure out wh- what's something that somebody would go back to, right? That's always the thing. Um, so I try to stay out of things like um, answering questions or something. I, I just feel like that's not a good territory for me, at least. Um, so, yeah, I just think of, like, a good use case they're going to use a lot. And then just try to make it look really good. Cause I think like we're kind of at that next stage where um, a lot of these interactions are going to have a screen included. Yes. So I really, I I double down on that. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. To be careful, to be
2: prepared for that, for that when it starts to really hit to already have that work done.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, think about it this way, AJ. The the first phase of those skills were sleep sounds, timers, um, check the weather. They're great. You don't necessarily need a screen. You can use the hockey puck for that. But I I, I do feel like we're at that next level, especially if you want to do things like transactions or, you know, purchases. People want to see what they're going to spend money on. Oh, yeah.
2: So I thought what would be cool was uh, when I found out that you could just ping the uh, American uh, bald eagle's nest and get back a video file. This was before the APL, but I thought you know people would people would use that, and you could do that. You could set up your own camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that visual aspect of it. But I just think it's really impressive that you uh, built something you it, that other people didn't think of. Like uh, you 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 thought of the most obvious thing, and then made it work just enough so that it just works good, and it doesn't have to have any bells or whistles. It just does what you have to do with your hands. And then you get to you. I think that's so brilliant. I love when people invent things that are so straightforward that they just make you go, I could have done that.
3: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's it, right? It's uh, yeah. You want, there, there's an art to the simplicity. You want to keep it. Yeah. Definitely simple.
0: Yep. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Nick says that all the time. What? Keep it simple.
0: I, I do. I say, you got to kiss it, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. That's one yes. of my favorite sayings. Yeah. Um, so somebody told me that you were an OG in the, uh, in the phone game back in the day. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
3: Oh, okay. You want the origin story? Yeah. I do. Story. I do. Yeah. I love origin stories. Yeah. I always like when I watch uh, like biographies, I always like the beginning. Cause I usually know the end right And If they're already yep. famous yeah. or something. Yeah. The dude died, um, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the origin <laughs> story is, Uh, I started out as a web developer, worked at Experian um, Mm -hmm. Uh, in the early 2000s. And then in 2005, um, I started at an IVR company, like, you know, press one for this, two for that. Uh, We did have speech recognition, but it was very limited. Um, Think of it like this. Every single word that we wanted us to recognize, not understand, but just recognize, we'd have to write a grammar for it. It was really hard Um, compared to what you can do now. You can say anything, right? couldn't do right. anything like that so you know like if you want to even do like a zip code it was like well what's the combination and if they say something like my zip code is a you have year. to put that in or it's or we're not going to recognize it so it was it was really hard but it also gave me um kind of this mental model where i live literally in, in voice for 10 years writing, there was no screen, there was just the, the phone interface. And our business was, we got paid for uh, successful automation. So if we weren't any good at it, we wouldn't make any money. So it was <laughs> it was a constant process. And then in 2000, I guess it was 16, I kind of just, my eyes, it was like the matrix. Um, if you've seen that movie, I'm sure everybody has. Um, it was kind of like, I, I just saw the future. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Now I get it because I was always focused on like voice and well, if I could just get the best voice recognition, my problems are solved. And it turned out, well, I mean, if anybody's listening that's done, that's created an Alexa skill, you know, that that's part of it is is recognition, but it's also the understanding, the language understanding. And so that, that was like, I guess, five years ago that it just opened my eyes to Alexa and all these things. I understood what they were, but I didn't really write apps like that. And instantly I just, I kind of ran to that. Cause like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I get it. If I can take this transcription and marry it with like an understanding of what they're saying, I can do all these things that we could never even imagine before. And so I, I you know, we started introducing that to um, you know, our work. And so doing things like um, like one of our problems was we had a customer that was doing things like um, claim submission, right? Uh, I have a warranty and I need to, I need to get, see if it's covered. Well, if you did that, it was actually kind of a, uh, think of like a website. It was like a wizard, you know, ask one question then the next and based Mm -hmm. off the previous, and it was like this, you know, like a phone tree from hell. And so, (laughs) yeah, we just, we just like, well, let's just use conversational AI for that. So let's just, you know, put this through a transcription engine. So we're using like Google ASR. And then once we have the transcription, we process it through some NLU and then people can say something like, Uh, yeah. Um, last week my water heater was leaking, uh, water on the ground and I want somebody to come out to check it out. Well, I mean, I could never write a grammar for that to recognize it, but something like this is, is actually pretty trivial for us. We can, we can do that. Um, oh, I recognize what your issue is. I know what system you are. And then the person gets to a claim submission. It's better experience. It's better for everybody. So, and it
2: was just a a a burst of inspiration, like those stories that you hear, where somebody's walking across a bridge, and then it just it just dawns on you. Wait a second.
3: Yes, it it literally was like this inflection point, where everything came in my mind at once. Like, oh my gosh, now I because it was a problem I, I was thinking about for literally ten years, and then yeah. there was a solution, and then it was like, wow. So yeah, nice. that's that was uh, tw- five years ago. Nice. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I think it's wild. You know, whenever you sit down and you, you have those sort of experiences, you know, I, I've been faced with similar challenges whenever I, whenever I develop skills, right? Like, Oh my God, like I can remember this one skill I developed for this client. And, uh, I called my boss and I'm like, dude, I'm stuck. I don't know what the hell's going on here. It, it won't work. And it's so funny how at one point in your, in your, in your travels, you'll be behind the eight ball or, or, and, You'll always be one step behind, but then as you just break it down, go outside, take a walk, come back, do whatever, and you look at it again, or even you may even have to take a day or two off and you come back and you take a look at it. The answer is usually looking you right in the face.
3: Yeah, that's a classic, right? Um, if you're thrashing on it too long, just walk away from it. You're right. It sometimes comes back to you the next morning. I mean, there's times where I'll go to bed and I'll think about the problem and I wake up, I have the answer. It's, it's the yeah. strangest thing. Yep. And then it's like yeah. I wake up in the morning and I solve it in five minutes, even though the day before it was like all day, like I can't do this. What's going on? I got a deadline to make or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But anyway, yeah. So that's the origin story. Just, you know, bringing it up to 2021. So um, last few years, just writing a lot of Alexa skills just really for nice. fun and speaking about this topic to anyone that have me. Cause I just, I'm just so into it. I'm just such a believer that, you know, eventually this whole thing is going to change to, um, every company, every use case, it's, it's turns into like a conversation. It it solves a lot of problems.
0: It does. It really
3: does. Now, Pete, real quick, do
0: you, is conversational curve, is that your business? Like, yeah, I mean, and do you, do you build skills for businesses? Like if there's a business out there, it's like, I want Pete to build me my skill. Will you do it?
3: yeah i mean i mostly do my own skills and then and then speak and it's almost like a platform to speak about it but Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um yeah i will do some freelance work when uh when it's called for cool that's awesome is
0: there any one in particular you're proud of like have you done one where you were like uh you know this is this is like my cherry on top
3: uh you mean like it's just a personal skill that i created personal or professional doesn't matter um I would say the one I'm most proud of is Guitar Teacher, just because nice. I put the most time into it. So if you haven't tried it, it's, it's really an assistant to help you play guitar. So you want to tune your guitar, you want to learn a new chord, search YouTube videos, uh, play practice to a metronome. Um, it's great.
0: Now, see, that's one of the things I wanted to hit on real quick. Um, that skill and also Spice Rack has been reviewed by a voice spark. So those videos will be coming out if they haven't already, I believe guitar teacher has come out. Now what's gonna end up happening is, is that being that we reviewed them, they're automatically enrolled in the 2021 Sparkies. Oh, cool. So now it's not a popularity contest, but you gotta have people vote. And then your vote is uh, calculated with your raw score that we gave you one, two, three, four, whatever. And then essentially, if your score is the highest, you might find yourself on the
3: other end of a sparky at the end of 2021. So, do you, do you have an example for us, Nick? Do you have a sparky to show you, us?
0: If you you want to see it, you want I, me to I break actually. One up?
3: I'm, I'm kind of curious.
0: Like, okay, so I hope I could get a good shot of this. So, what these are hmm, are these are crystals with our logo, the laurels, and also the name of the skill and who the author was. Oh, that's so. cool. So look at that, right? Yeah. So that's that's our that's our mission. Because I thought to myself, I said, hey, you know, we could put your name on a website, on a web page, and you know, oh great, your your SEO will go up, but I want to put something on your shelf. I want to put something on your shelf to where mm. that you're 80 years old and that's the last thing you see when you look up and you're like, Oh, I won that Sparky 40 uh, years ago. That's, that's awesome. That's right.
3: <laughs> I like it. Very cool.
0: So Emily, what do you got? What do you got for Pete?
1: I was actually. um
2: <laughs> Yeah. Emily, do you have any questions? Uh, so yeah, as a uh, musician, what are your first questions for him about a guitar teacher? What would you think? What comes to your mind? Did
1: that uh, inspiration come from a need that you had as a musician or uh, d- did you just want to create it for other people?
3: Um Yeah, I try to solve a problem I'm having myself. I feel that I'm gonna probably get the most traction with that. So it I was um, I actually play a couple instruments, but i I was playing guitar. I started a few years ago, um, and I just learned it through watching YouTube videos and things like that. Um, and I thought, well, gosh, what a great use case of playing an instrument. Your hands are always busy. There's this is a great use case for voice, and I didn't see it being served very well. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, Gosh, there's there's a lot of things that you can do with that. So um, it's a thing. I would say I'm not done with. Um, I think of it more of um, content creation. Mm-hmm. Right. So so it's like this is something I might work on for years because there's so many. That, that's such a broad topic. I mean, just of music education in general. Um, do you so think you would
1: ex- expand it to other instruments too?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to prove it out on this one and then kind of expand it because a lot of things are um, like a metronome is kind of any instrument can use that, right? Right, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Hey, I know a girl that's a hell of
0: a violinist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, if you need any help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Um, Emily, what else you got for him? Anything?
1: Um, I actually had a more general question. Um, I was wondering what you think of the direction that voice is going right now. And if you think there's anything maybe missing that would take it to the next level?
3: Um, Well, I would say that we, I, I do feel like we're at this kind of plateau a little bit right now um, where there's not, there was a lot of activity and excitement a couple of years ago and that's waned. I think the COVID thing has helped with, adoption people are using these things um i do think we have a quality problem the the, the level of quality with i mean there, there's let's say the top one to two percent are really good and there's yep. companies that are doing it full-time and then there's just a lot of crap out there yep um so when people complain about oh nobody's using my skill it's like it's not that good or <laughs> you know you're not you you wrote it three oh, years shit. ago and you're expecting people <laughs> to use it it's it's you know so you know, that that's definitely something um, I think as as we were talking, I think, before the show, but I, I think screens is a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. getting getting visuals, it's a multimodal experience. I mean, voice is just an input. Yep. Um, right. it's, it might be the first input because it's great for a media query. I mean, if we all have if you have a remote on your um, you have a microphone on your remote. I use that thing all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, my kids have a, we have a smart TV. So it's like, you know, search a YouTube video for voice spark. I've right to it. I couldn't, I wouldn't want to type that on the keyboard. So no. there's a lot of things where these things, you know, people are more comfortable with it. Um, but what I'd like to see is us move into uh, transactions and commerce and things where people can make money at it because then I think you're going to bring the, the production quality is going to go, go much higher because you're going to have budgets to do these things.
0: So uh, Pete, let me, uh, let me elaborate on that a little bit. So um, Amazon, they yeah. have subscriptions, they have consumables, they have one-time transactions. Um, you've you know, you've been in this game for a very long time. You know what's going on. How do you feel they're handling monetization, and where do you think they could go in the future?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, um, I think they're leading the way. They, they've done some great work. So for those who don't know, you can sell right now if you're a skills producer. You can sell digital goods. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, And and the purchase is through Amazon Pay. Uh, They make it pretty straightforward. You can also sell physical goods. Um, The challenge with that right now, at least, is let's say you're um, like a CPG company. You want to sell Coca-Cola or something to your consumers, direct-to-consumer, right? The way you do it now is so you can pay through Amazon Pay, but the fulfillment of that order is actually you're on your own. You got to do yep. that yourself. You got to do the shipping and handle that. Um, what what I'd like to see, what I'd like the experience to be, is if I want to buy Coke, I'm using the Coke skill for some maybe engagement, and they have this call to action. Hey, you want a six pack for you know a buck? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, and then they uh, so this is happening now. They have a beta program. Um, you can you can basically purchase through Amazon through your skill. So the fulfillment is as if if you're a Prime user just right through it. It's, it's an order in your system. Yeah. Um, that's, that's exciting. Cause that, that seems like the way to go. Yeah. Um, there's one provider that they're, they're doing it in North America right now. They're called tiny chef. Mm. And so they used to be called clove chef. Yes. Right? So it's a recipe yep. skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and what they do is they'll offer at, at the right moment. And this is the key, right? It's gotta be te- contextual. Um, they'll they'll open they'll they'll make this offer to you, and they were saying that their conversion rate is somewhere in the neighborhood of plus 20%.
0: That's crazy.
3: That is a crazy if you're if you know marketing, that is a crazy number, yeah. Like, if you're lucky, yeah, if you're two to five, you're pretty happy, yeah, yeah. Wow. so, yeah. And those,
0: those guys have been around since the beginning because uh, I used to do a podcast because um, I've I've always been partial to the small time developer because of the fact that I myself started out as a small time developer and um, and I still am a small time developer. But um, I wanted to shed a light on some of that. And I did a review years ago on Clove Chef and where they were at and what they were doing. But I, I stayed in touch with um, with the CEO for a while. Uh, recently, did a skill review on their their latest version of the skill, and it's great. I mean, you can you can tell whenever somebody real, whenever a company or a brand really puts their might behind it and puts their heart into it, you could really tell. And and that's one of those ones
3: for sure. Yeah, it's always in the details, and mm-hmm. um you know, a lot of times you can get that skill eighty percent there, ninety percent there, but mm-hmm. it's that last percent that is just. It makes you bleed. It might take twice as long to do that last ten percent, but that's really what makes the difference.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's
2: AJ. Good advice. Hey, the guitar back there. Uh, can you tell us about a little bit about your own music background?
3: Oh, um, yeah. I uh, so I grew up. I graduated. In, uh, maybe I'm dating myself. 1989. I graduated. Oh. Okay. Um, so this was the era of hair bands and. Bon Jovi and motley crew and those things so i was in a band
0: i got a question
3: I, oh boy I, no okay, go yeah. ahead
0: it's in my head it's brewing
3: go all ahead. right um <laughs> so i i played r- drums in a rock band and uh it was great it was fun um and then i went into college but i i was studying music but i thought well i don't really want to be a music teacher or something um you know what else could i do and at the time i mean computers was kind of a new thing um to get into, and I'm talking early nineties here. So I just started getting into that, taking computer classes, really got into it. Uh, and then the web started really, this is really nascent, maybe in like 93, 94, started to build uh, you know, for web technologies and started to get into that. Um, that. So that's, as far as the music thing, that's, that's kind of, that's always been something I've played since I was uh, little. My parents made me take lessons, uh, probably like Emily here. And, um, I, I, at the time I really hated it, but I'm so glad because it's, it's just this gift that you, that you have, you know, like you can just play it to an old person. It's not like a sport or something where you lose it. How did you go from drumming
2: that physical activity and that being something that you were, you were loving to do to, you know, HTML tags, because uh, I remember when I first got exposed to HTML, I did not like the experience at all. It was too dry it was, it was so abstract. I wanted to play with things like flash because I wanted to be as close to the sounds and the animations as I possibly could get. And so I'm wondering, did you have an aptitude for programming? Did you have like hobbies like that growing up as well? Were you like a tinkerer?
3: Um, I, yeah. I mean, we had like a, yeah. Computers at home. I wasn't super into it. Like in, in high school, I, I would say I did force myself to kind of get into it uh you know as a profession because I'm like what what else am I going to do here um and and like you said you mentioned um flash and those things I did like the interface I liked at that level so so I really that that always interests me whether it was a voice interface or a screen interface yeah. um definitely was into that
2: but Okay so that means that he, you plowed through the difficult time going from being a musician to to studying uh the design so you had to make the hardest leap I think we go from a creative field into a very dry technical field and you you then you went into IVR which
3: is even more difficult so you're, you're you've
2: definitely earned your stripes you
3: definitely oh, pivoted <laughs> yeah. yeah but i think like what i do right now is very creative um i i just nice. the, your palette is uh, huge right now. It's so much more powerful than 20 years ago, right? So you can yeah. you can now have screens and and sounds. We didn't even talk about that, right? All these media experiences you can have in yep. addition to the voice interactions. I mean, like I, I I'm just loving it. It's great. Okay, so <laughs> yeah.
2: what I got a question then about what what if you could just wave a magic wand and you had a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of resources, you could just create your pet project. Do you have something in mind that you'd like to? that you'd like to make some kind of a sound based or
3: interactive thing that's brewing around in your head? Um, Well, I've been, I I mean, I think I've been just focused on the music thing. That's kind of a a niche that I've just kind of been interested in. I think I know, know about it so I can talk intelligently about it. And so, yeah, that's kind of, I would say my wheelhouse, the thing I'm, you know, I really want to focus on the next few years. Very cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: I've got a question for you. Sure. Who's your favorite hair band?
3: Oh, uh, probably Motley Crue. If you said hair band.
0: Okay. Now what's yeah. your
3: favorite Motley Crue song? Livewire.
0: Oh, that's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah.
3: That's, you know one. what I
0: love? Their their uh, cover of Helter Skelter.
3: Yes. That's a good oh, one, man. That's, there's there's it doesn't get
0: better than that. I love personally. I'm a huge kiss fan. Kiss Aerosmith. Um, I love Motley Crue too. Um, Jovi, not so much. Like if I, if, if I want to like, you know, no offense, if I want to kiss on somebody, I'll put on some Jovi. If I want to get in the mood and, you know, rock it out, I'm going to put on Motley Crue. I'm going to put on, you know, Aerosmith and stuff like that. So, um,
2: Emily, Emily had a question. Yeah. Emily, you got a question to the hair bands. Go ahead.
1: Oh, um, I, I was wondering, um, for, uh, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a, di- a divide between like developers and kind of the conversation designers. I was wondering if you have any, I guess, advice or suggestions on how to kind of bridge the gap between them.
3: Yeah, that's uh, just an age old problem. I've seen this, <laughs> I mean, since, you know, forever. Um i think it's getting a lot better and i think one of the reasons is because of some of the tooling because if you'll see some of these prototyping tools are really powerful um i don't know if you covered voice flow things like that But, but you know all of a sudden now you have this meeting place for the developer and the designer to kind of collaborate i think that's when you get it right that's that's what it needs to be is this kind of um interaction so everybody you know a developer has their core strengths and the designer has theirs but um, I think the meaning of both is, is, you know, with these tooling that, that that's that's really how you're going to have it happen. Because, what I mean, we've had problems w- where um, we'll develop, let's say, an IVR app and the, the client doesn't even really get to try it out until we're done writing it. It's like, OK, here it is. Call the number. It's like and then they have all this feedback like, well, I really want this this way. And, and so in there. Yeah, so use, <laughs> you can use a tool like VoiceFlow. You can use a tool like BotMock. So even right. though it's a chatbot solution, kind of, um, you could you could write a voice interaction there, and then they have this feature you can play it, right? So if you're the client and you're going to approve this, right, um, why not write it in there? You have all the flows. They can see it. They can play it. They can go through it, uh, yes, no's and, and the whole logic, give you all their feedback before the developer ever even types a line of code. Which is you nice.
1: have you had to um like rebuild anything because you kind of built it out and then they didn't like what they
3: oh um, yeah what
1: they came up with
3: yeah i mean all the time it it, i mean we still run into that it's it's always going to be a problem but the sooner you can get um something that has enough fidelity to give them an idea you you know it's an understanding that this is not the final product but even you know in our in Web days, we would call them wireframes, but just give them the idea and then let them interact with it so that by the time you get to, you know, let's say building the house, the, the blueprints are already worked out. You just, you can just get to the building part.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit over to Spice Rack. So you made Spice Rack. I think this is cool. I'm not a cook, man. I'm going to tell you right now. I got... Toast and buttered toast. That's all you're going to get out of me. Um, but uh, I I can clean a pan. I I usually clean up. Uh, but um, spice rack. What was what was the drive for this? Do you got like a? Uh, are you a uh, a novice chef or are you a, an amateur chef? What what was your what was your mindset for creating spice rack?
3: Um, I had a theory that a lot of people are like me, and it's so so in my household, I'm the cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the shopping. I do the cooking. My wife likes, she doesn't mind doing the dishes. I hate doing dishes. It works out. Yep. Um, but I don't really like to follow a recipe. So I like to improvise. So, I, and I might have the same type of meals that are kind of in heavy rotation. I got kids. They're kind of picky. So you kind of got a lot of the same dishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but you get bored with it. So I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool? Cause I don't necessarily have deep knowledge about, you know, if I add parsley and cumin, it's gonna make this certain comedy. I you know I didn't necessarily know all those things. So I took it upon myself to kind of basically create a library of all these spices and then all the interactions. So things like um, if I don't have uh chives and this recipe calls for chives, could I have a substitute? So just ask for it. Um, and it just it really stays in its lane, it's not supposed to be a recipe app, it's literally like I'm cooking eggs, what should I use? I'm cooking Italian, what should I use? Or lamb, or again, the substitutes, or even pairing. So um, all those things. And then if you want to know about a particular thing like saffron, you can just, you can just ask about it. Um, it's very visual too, so you can scroll through, you can click out to get more information. Um, but that's, that's what Spice Rec is.
2: Awesome. I like the part about I, I have a theory that people are like me. That's such a cool. Cur- yeah. <laughs> That's because it's a cool assumption that you that many many very talented people have, and I think it's the good side of that. You know, it's like it's like the good side of self centeredness or something like that. It's
3: actually why it's you could actually advocate and say it's good. It's a good quality when things like that. Well, happen. I just figured I had this this I don't know this desire. You know, like this is how I work. Maybe. There's enough people that also have that same thing where they're, they don't want to go through a recipe book. Especially during.
1: Yeah. Especially during the pandemic, I started cooking a lot. So something like this is like very helpful for me.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm going to enable it and use it.
1: Cool. I thought
2: about wondering those same questions. Okay. If if I, well, what is this style or what gives something this flavor? What's compatible with it? And you don't, when you have a situation like that where you're not sure how to frame the question, you, you know you need somebody that has already understood where you're coming from and then provide you a solution that way. So you did that with, with spices and cooking,
1: yeah. I also yeah. love the substitutions too. I, I think yeah. that for me is really helpful,
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah, yeah. That was like I said, it was just an idea like, well, what, what, what can we do with this space? Because, um, a lot of people have written recipe apps, there was no right. point in me writing another one. We mentioned oh. Clove Shop, I think they have literally like a hundred thousand recipes in there. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to compete with that.
2: Was the substitutions your 10%? Like, so you had this great app and then, you know, that extra going the extra mile, was it substitutions or was there an extra mile where you're like, you're holding off until you could put that extra
3: in it? Yeah. Well, so it's, I mentioned this earlier, it's a content problem. Like there's not an API that has this information. I had to build out this whole knowledge graph. It took a long time. Right. I mean, it's, it basically started in a spreadsheet because um, it's, it's not only the names, it's the categories, it's the tags you can search for, it's yeah. the substitutions, all those things combined. It, it, all, it builds this huge kind of knowledge yeah. graph that you have to kind of turn into an interaction model and then make it accessible by voice.
1: Do you update oh, wow. your skills often?
3: Yeah, I do. I, well, I try to. Yes. I mean, I, I kind of have this thing where I'll release it to US only. Mm-hmm. And just kind of see if it's resonating, if I'm getting some usage, looking at the logs, just really make the quality good. and then I then I try to focus a little bit more on engagement, really get that up. Are people coming back because you can see those numbers in the in the analytics? And then if I think I really kind of have that going, then I'll expand to other countries, and then I'll add other features. So I kind of go on that you know step by step process. That's great advice. Great yeah. framework. I could follow you know, that.
0: You know, the one thing that I liked about Spice Rack was the fact that, um, there, uh, I go and I pick the backgrounds for the thumbnails for the YouTube videos and the imagery is so nice on Spice Rack that I didn't have to do that. Uh-huh. I just, I just took the background. I was like, I'm just going to snip at this. No. Boom, snipped it, threw it in there, threw the logo on there, skill review, boom, 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 done. And, um, it was I mean, it, it's a. It's a beautiful looking skill, and that review actually comes out on April twenty seventh. So, be there, be square. That'll come out April twenty seventh at approximately eight a.m.
3: Okay, I, I okay. actually got a question for Nick. Oh, um, so you do your skill reviews on a Fire TV, right? I do. And Sick. you do that. Do, why do you do that? To so you can
0: cast it. Just, yeah, so I could capture it. Okay. Because I want people to see exactly what I'm saying, my uh, my whole my whole theory is is that, um, it, just like you said, people need to see what they're getting into before they buy into something, whether they're buying in monetarily, emotionally, uh, or whatever. They need to be able to see it, and uh, that's just. That's just the, well, my, my thought process for it.
3: No, that, that's good. And I think um, the Fire TV is kind of like this Trojan horse for Alexa because they do yeah. have a distribution problem, right? I mean, you have to buy the device. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then, I mean, a lot of people don't even know. Oh, I, I can just use my microphone and then I have Alexa. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, but you made a comment about Guitar Teacher, like, well, I'm shifting through and the cursor wasn't highlighting the uh, the items that yeah. you're selecting. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I'll tell you, that is hard to get to work right. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know if other develop. I mean, we'll put it this way. If you're not using, like, the standard components, and, and I mm-hmm, like to kind of kind of maybe push the bounds a little bit, it's really difficult. Yeah. I wish they would optimize a little more for Fire TV because I, I just think that's such a huge um, user base that they haven't even really tapped
0: yeah that was like a skill yeah. i re- I reviewed today uh it's a little kid skill it's called uh, toy doctor creativity Inc. makes it and that was one of my things i think it was the only thing that i said about it as far as suggestion was needs to be more apl based have about two buttons on each screen um you know that pops up and then that way if a little kid has a remote in their hand and they're screwing around with it or if they're in front of a, a echo show they could just tap away
2: yeah 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 I have a potential solution for that. And that would be uh, last week's guest, uh, Jeff Blankenberg. Mm -hmm. Um, He is on his Blankenberg stream. That's a good place to tune in and mention that because he might have the answer right off the top of his head. But what he does is if he, if he thinks that something's a more substantial systemic issue, like you're suggesting, then he can actually put some time into it. So like, um, I know that's just a recommendation I want to put out there uh, see if he can't uh, help you uh, walk you through it because he needs content and he's looking for interesting things to do. And what you're talking about is exactly right up that wheelhouse of getting, getting that interaction to look very cool. And then addressing, maybe you can answer some of the questions about fire TV. I know that uh, it's confusing because you can have a, an Alexa skill that plays video on fire TV, or you can have a fire TV app that you that you have to distribute to the fire tv store yeah. then you also can build on android and then have that be compatible with fire tv and it's confusing it's i have to have a a, a graph because it, there's some overlap and then there's also some non compatibility and i think you have a great point with that because that big screen TVs make it look good you know yeah and, oh
0: they look real good especially with apl i mean wow yeah it it, it they yeah it 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 looks good um one of the things i wanted to do is i wanted to just uh let everybody know real quick that they could check out spice rack uh just by saying open spice rack and um and then down here we did leave a review we are one of the three reviews there's that good looking sailor and then uh, if we go over here to guitar teacher as well guitar teacher has six reviews you guys have to check these skills out you guys and girls uh, that are listening, go over there and check them out and see what Pete can do because they are amazing. Now, Pete, one of the things I like about Spice Rack is the fact that is the uh, the invocation name. Yeah. Nobody, like nobody, thought about that. Like that, and like that was genius. Like I'm going to call it Spice Rack. Everybody's got a Spice Rack, Spice Rack, Open Spice Rack. So I thought that was
3: really cool. Kiss principle, Nick.
0: Yep. Keep it simple. Do you have stupid. any?
1: Do you have any skills that you're working on right now that you're excited about?
3: uh well actually i am i'm rewriting guitar teacher right now Ooh,
1: Really, uh, nice,
3: I, I am really i'm pushing that's what, what we were talking about fire tv i am trying to make it like the best thing i can possibly create at least at this moment mm-hmm. and so okay. uh with the apl and i want it to be great on tv because the thing with this particular skill is it really needs a screen yeah and there's a user base that doesn't have one, but they might have a fire TV. So I'm, I'm right. really trying to focus on that. And uh, just from the ground up, I think it's going to be cool. Um, I got a couple of right, weeks you have to let to us go.
2: know when, uh, so we can talk about it the, when the next yeah, day. We'll push it out yeah. for yeah. you. It's
0: cool. Super
3: exciting. We'll let everybody know. We'll put
0: it out on a special bulletin. Cool. So we're coming up to the 52nd minute of the podcast. We'll go with uh final questions, Emily, final question for Pete.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite part about working in the voice field?
3: Um, well, I, I feel like, um, it's a good combination of my skill set. I'm, I was never, um, maybe the best, uh, well, uh, how do I say it? Um, you know, some, some guys like to code and they like to just put their head down and get really down and dirty. Um, I always like to kind of be more, a, a little higher up more at the interface level. And I feel like this, this interface, a voice, ambient computing is just gives you that freedom, right? You can, you can uh, be creative with it, but you can also code things and be technical as well. Um, and then even be a little bit more business savvy, right? Try to think of things that are maybe have an opportunity. Like, I mean uh, like with spice rack, I'm I, it's a free skill. There's there's, I'm not collecting any, any information. It's, you know, use it. Uh, please give me some feedback. But what I'd like to do is, Maybe a couple of years from now when people start getting more comfortable with these assistants, uh, maybe while you're asking for a, the spice that you might be out of, why not sell through that? Yeah. Right? Oh, I see you're out of uh, chili powder. Well, there's a special on McCormick's. Put that in your cart? Sure. And then you well, know, off the races, even affiliate. Like,
2: uh, recipes that you can make with like uh, Fritos. You know, like I just saw somebody, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like you get at the nightclubs that were in San Francisco at like two in the morning, you can go to the, like, they're like taco truck kind of things. And then they have a whole menu with made out of Frito bags. So it'd be chili or it could be, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then you we can call those,
3: your spice. The We call those walking tacos. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause that would
2: be pretty attractive uh, to those companies. I mean, especially some of the advertisements and things like that, that come out, it seems like there'd be a really cool marketing campaigns that actually work that mm-hmm. could be derivative of what you've already made with spice rack.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: I have my last question. Go ahead. Yes. I wanted to comment. I just want to applaud you for all your hard work. And I know how uh, it feels to start in an audio only medium. Cause I started with doing with radio advertising and literally every syllable, every split second matters. And it's, you know, it's, it's not easy. So in, in the old days, we only had four tracks of audio and the audio interfaces and everything was just terrible. We used to have to wait for Pro Tools or Digi Design to update their software. And uh, it was tough. So I always applaud anybody that uh, you know went to the school of hard knocks and I think that I'm seeing a real flourishing of you taking everything that you learned and making it easier for other people. But my comment is on the ambient computing side, because on one side you have this dream that there will be ambient computing and we rely on the technology companies. But the thing that's hard to put your finger on is we actually need a lot of people like you to do the work that they can't do, which is creating like guitar hero and spice rack I'm not Guitar Hero. I'm sorry, um, but solving those problems and creating those models so that that uh, ambient computing will actually work the way that we envision it. So I just want to applaud you for your efforts for that because I see yeah. that. as
3: No, oh, thank awesome. you. I mean, I always considered uh, myself an engineer, an application developer. So I'm applying these things that brilliant people have invented at you know Amazon, and all these other places. Right. Um, yeah, that's it's a different skill set. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And uh, final question for tonight, uh, before we say goodbye, have you subscribed to Voice Spark Alexa and more on YouTube?
3: Yes, I follow it. And, uh, I watch it weekly. I watched last <laughs> week and I, and I subscribe to it as well. Yes. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Pete. We appreciate it.
0: So Thanks, um, what I'd like to do now is just uh, bounce you out for a minute. We're going to go ahead and say some nice things about you. And then uh, we'll be back with you. If you could just stay back behind stage. Thank sounds good you. thanks guys thanks for coming on thank Pete. you thank you so that was pretty
2: cool huh yes
1: yeah that was awesome to make sure you
0: yes. remember with lingo that's exactly right <laughs> because i was too antsy in my pantsy. excited because we had emily joining us i forgot to mention yes. our sponsor Whitlingo. Whitlingo, <laughs> Whitlingo uh is currently holding a festival a lingo fest as they call it it's their 2021 edition it goes all through the month they have a bunch of speakers if you can go over to their their youtube channel witlingo and uh subscribe to it and keep and, an eye out
2: for on our channel because we're going to be interviewing some of those very talented people and spending some time with them and getting to know them
0: that's right um
2: and we will
0: also be doing a roundtable um discussion next week about the presentation uh the present uh the presenters and uh, the topics they covered, and so on and so forth. So, to, uh, next week's show is going to be nothing about Lingo Fest, and I believe it falls on my birthday too. So, uh, right? How about that? um oh, So, with that being said, uh, does anybody have anything else? Yeah, we go? I do.
2: I hey, okay. real Bobby Bryant. He he commented Nick Saban, oh. AJ, Sir Pete, Lady. Oh L-. no.
0: i love it i love it all those alabama fans they're all
2: got a compliment from adrian great show as always tonight guys thank you adrian
0: yeah thanks adrian
2: we appreciate
0: it adrian let me tell you something about adrian he is up burning the midnight oil he is across the pond on the other side of the atlantic so that guy is up You know, it's late. He's burning at midnight oil. Thanks, Adrian. And uh, just so everybody knows uh, we are conducting this pot, uh, this live podcast from our virtual office at the open voice network. If you don't know about the open voice network, do a quick Google search, check them out. And that's about it. You guys go. Thank you, Emily.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks Emily. (laughs) We appreciate it. I
0: would, Emily, I would thank you, but, uh, you're gonna be She's recurring. You're gonna be recurring. So <laughs> I don't want you to think that we're letting you go. I'm um, excited. Awesome. awesome. So with that being said, let's do the outro.
2: Yes.